Hey guys, welcome back to Fit Body Vibes Radio. I'm your host, Lindsay Rose, and I'm here with my friend, former personal trainer and beauty blogger, Alicia Bankovich. And we're going to be talking today about the feminine and masculine energy and how to find balance between both of those. I know for me, growing up, I had brothers, so it was really difficult for me to connect into that feminine energy and really be able to connect with with other women and find uh, that balance in friendships and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, How about you? Did you... Um, I have a, kind of a twisted relationship with my masculine and feminine sides. Yeah. Um, growing up, my mother was not especially feminine. Um, she was actually quite a tomboy, where I actually was pretty um, girly, liked pink, and obsessed with makeup and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And um, after my parents divorced, my mom... Um, dated a man for 10 years and I guess I'd call him my, my, my he was my stepfather who hated women mm. and hated feminine women oh. and so growing up and be, getting into adolescence living in a home with a man who felt that way about women and really about femininity I had to protect myself mm. so I kind of built up a, a, a protection barrier of a masculine energy so that he wouldn't hurt me Oh, wow. Yeah. And so in doing that, I kind of lost touch with... Suppressed that yes. feminine yeah. energy. And it, yeah. It, yeah. And so for me, it was a... I learned from that experience that being feminine was dangerous. Yeah. And um, I'm... From years of therapy, I've kind of worked through that and realized that, you know, I had those coping mechanisms. And that's, I think, why it was hard for me growing up. I didn't associate with girls the same way that maybe other girls did. Mm -hmm. Um, It was harder for me to get accepted by, you know, um, female groups in school and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm because I was a little bit different. Um, And I think it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. I, I think it protected me and actually made me a little bit stronger. And unbeknownst to me, I was a little bit um, intimidating to both girls and boys because I had a different energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely associated, I don't even know where it came from, but I, I associated more so with the masculine energy. I think, I think if I had to really think about it, my dad was um, very much into sports and he played sports when he was in college and um, I saw that that was something that he he liked in my brother when my brother would be playing baseball with him out in the backyard or any type of sport. I mm-hmm. felt like my dad would praise that more so than oh, yeah, the feminine yeah. side, right? So I tried to always be the tomboy right. and to, for his acceptance, for him to see me as mm-hmm. like, okay, he wants to spend time with me because I like sports. Mm-hmm. So I really developed that the relationship with the masculine energy is being favored. And my mom was never really feminine. Like, she never taught me how to put on makeup or do right. my hair or any of that we stuff. We have similarities no in that. <laughs> I remember, that's so funny because that's one of those funny stories I remember is that my Aunt Gina was like the girly girl yeah. mother. And so I was best friends with my cousin Oriana, which is her daughter. And I would go over her house and she had like tons of makeup and we'd play in the makeup all day. Yeah. And I remember once going over to Oriana's house and she was like all mad at me. Because I was putting on makeup, you know, we were playing around, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, what? And she goes, oh, I feel like you just come over here to play with my mom's makeup. Like, you didn't even care about me. You're like, wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
Yeah. As jonesing for yeah. anything girly. Give me that lip gloss, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's a deep rooted, like, yes. I want some of the feminine in my life. Like you know? someone teach me how to like do my hair or my, a guy look back at pictures of me in middle school and I'm like, oh, what bro. happened? No. What's going on there? <laughs> I had curly afroy hair, glasses, and braces. I was a train wreck. Oh, hey. <laughs> train wreck. Do you have pictures? I think we need proof. Oh, yeah. I can show you some scary yeah. pictures. And, yeah, of, like, teeth. My, my, my yeah. brother, I have an older brother. Okay, so here's the thing that's a similar between us. Yeah. I have an older brother. That's my only sibling. And so, yeah, you know, I, don't have, I don't have a sister to kind of bounce that off right. of or whatever. And I remember, like, this is, like, how... It's really funny how sibling, siblings can... You know, he and I growing up together, I can tell these stories and they kind of sound horrible, but when he and I talk about them, they're really funny. Yeah, he's You know, but he would always make fun of me and say things like, oh man, your teeth are so screwed up. Like, you can eat corn on the cob through a picket fence, you know? And so they're like, oh man, you know, was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what brothers are for, though. Wasn't a pretty sight. Yeah. My brother was the beauty. I always tell really? people that. My oh. brother was the beauty. He. Like, when he was little, people would stop my mom and, like, go, oh, my God, you're such a beautiful little girl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, he's a boy. Yeah. But he had that perfect, straight, jet black hair, white skin, and bright blue eyes. Oh, like. Uh, like, jerk. Seriously? And perfect teeth. Yeah. And I came out, like, maniac. <laughs> and, and, like, seriously. Is and this my, my child? <laughs> my nickname was oh, either wild, was wild woman. Which is, yeah, that yeah. was my nickname as a child. Or yeah. Shirley Temper. Because of the curly hair and I was, yeah, oh, kind of a, well, that makes a bit sense. to handle. So. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And your blog is Waiting to be Tamed. So yeah. kind of sums you up. Kinda works. A little bit of that. <laughs> all works together. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, it's, I think this is something a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. So before we talked about this, you probably wouldn't have known that somebody else struggles with that same issue sure, and sure. I think it's a big thing for women um, and it's something that you know talking to my mom she struggled with it too um, because her father was really abusive and to protect herself she became a tomboy yeah I mean he was physically uh, abusing her other sisters and so right. that was part of her so instead of him you know like molesting he would, would beat her. Oh. But, you know, sometimes you pick the, yeah, the lesser, lesser of... Yeah, lesser evil. Yeah, but I, mean, I think that this is a, a story that's happening everywhere. Like, is it even safe to be sexy? It, that's what you know? was passed on to me, was that that kind of precarious place. It, it, it's, it's really fascinating because even on my dad's side of the family... Um, I, we, I, they're all, they're Italian. Mm -hmm. And so for that mindset for them, women had two roles. There was two women that you could be in that family. You were either a bookworm and not the smart one, the smart one, yeah. but you weren't really that pretty. Yeah. Or you were super pretty, but not very smart. Oh, it can be both. You can't be both. No. That's yeah. Like, I don't know. Some hole in the world will yeah. up like a vortex. <laughs> That ever happened. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Yes, it's God over. is here. <laughs> it's and I think that's why I never felt like I fit in with them because mm -hmm. I, I didn't associate completely with either one of those girls. I mean, mm -hmm. plus I had a lot of masculine energy too that I kind of took you, on you favored that. Myself. Yeah, you favored that. Side. And so you know, I have uh, I had that whole thing going on, and it, it, what a what a horrible way to. Keep women kind of 
in a box. In a box, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, it's it, women can't grow that way. Right. You can't really, you know, become your own self. And I think that's something that happens to a lot of us. It happened to me. I never really fully, you know, discovered who I was till later on in life and was able to work through all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really who you are, not who you felt like you had to be. Right. You know, yeah. and that's like one of those things that I can go back to some of my, like, let's say early 20s when I first moved to California. Um, I was in a really bad relationship and going through a lot of like just emotional trauma, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to say um, to the guy I was in a relationship with, we get these big arguments and I would scream at him, I don't know who I am. Because I, I didn't know who I was. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that I wasn't saying that he couldn't do anything to fix that. Mm-hmm. I was screaming it because I was trying to tell myself. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't realizing that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. And then later on in life, it kind of figured it out. Like, oh my God, I really didn't know who I was. Yeah. Um, How old were you then? Uh, like probably early 20s. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of women experience and go through as they get older into your young adult um you know 20s 30s area it's like who am i yeah who am i not who have i been told to be or who has the media told me to be but like who am i who really am i yeah and unfortunately it happens you know you get into relationships with people uh, I know, I, you know, same thing happened to me. Getting into relationships, it reflected back to me how much I didn't value myself. Yeah. How much I didn't love myself. And that's, like, how a lot of us kind of get woken up to the fact that we're not really in tune with who we are. Yeah. We're not really in touch with who we are. Yeah. And unfortunately, sure. it takes those situations sometimes for us to, to realize that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think it goes deeper than that, too. It's, uh, you know... I think part of why I have a writer's mind, um, I'm an observer and I've always kind of been good at observing life, like things that go on and um, having a really close uh, friend who happened to also be my my cousin, um, I watched through her lens of, of kind of a different, since she was raised by such a feminine girly mother kind of how that shaped her mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to have like her Oriana and I were very very alike but at the same time very different and were viewed by men very differently mm. so our experiences like going through high school were so different mm. because I had developed this coping coping mechanism to keep me safe but it also kept me pretty much safe from boys. Yeah. Boys yeah. pretty much considered me their friend. Yeah. I was the Automatic friend. friend zone. Automatic friend zone. I was the girl out knocking down mailboxes mm-hmm. and drinking 40s and mm-hmm. nobody laid a finger on me. Yeah. 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 And Oriana had a whole different experience. Men wanted her. They um, desired her. She had that certain thing. Was she just more maybe open? And I, I don't it? think it was really um, a conscious thing that she was doing. It's just how she was taught to deal with her femininity and sexuality. Yeah. Um, interesting. It is really interesting. And I think one of the most fascinating things was, you know, after we, after high school and her and I had lots of talks about this kind of stuff. And I, I remember saying how crazy it is that we had such a different experience in high school. Hers was not good. And, you know, at mine, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I pretty much escaped unscathed. Yeah. From a pretty crappy high school too that we went to. Yeah. Um, and I remember her telling me, like, after high school, she had put on a few pounds, and um, and 
I think we were talking about that for whatever reason, maybe we were both talking about our weight or something. And she said, Alicia, for the first time in my life, men talk to me and listen to me like I have a brain. Oh yeah. And they never did before. She was just a, an object. An object. Yeah. And and she it was like an enlightening thing for her. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't experience that. But wow, what happens to women mm-hmm. when you are kind of put in that yeah. that box. You're the fem the, the the sexy one. You're the smart one. You're this you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. I, I see a lot of that too in my industry with, with clients and particularly around weight. Uh, a lot of people will put on weight to, to almost protect themselves from mm-hmm. being seen. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. it's like a barrier to being seen because you get so tired of being objectified, only seen for your body. It's like my sole purpose in life is not just to give a dude a boner. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the, there's more depth to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now more so than ever, it's like narcissism and codependency is so prevalent yeah. in our space because of this unbalance. Yeah. There's this unbalance of uh, the masculine and feminine energy. Like men are taught to be men and masculine and women are taught to be pretty and feminine and you know stay over here and we're like you said we're putting these boxes yeah when you know that's really fascinating too because my husband and i have had talks about this um because he was raised by a very independent single mother Mm -hmm. and so i think he has a different view on women than a lot of men do Mm -hmm. and he looks at things and says that's toxic masculinity you know and that's like wow coming from a guy yeah and he is always he's actually like kind of stunned at some of like the behavior he's seen from men and he's like how does that happen like how do you become that guy and it, it is interesting isn't it that right. we've kind of as society done this to yeah men and women right do you think it was like our father's fathers who really started this or do you think it goes yeah, deeper I, I than mean, that i think it goes probably deeper than that but i think uh, man that madman era yeah really did a doozy on yeah. i think how men and women's roles were for sure you know for sure my grandfather was part of that and he, my, this, my grandfather on my dad's side, the Italian family, was a great man, mm-hmm. but flawed. And he had that 1950s view of how women were supposed to be in their roles. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, I think it, yeah, it, it puts a weird, uh, it, it just puts a lot of pressure on women and, and men to fill these certain roles. And what's really interesting to me is that um, my, I had, I had a gay uncle on mm. that side of the family my, oh, wow. my dad's youngest brother and he came out like when nobody came out this is back in like the 80s yeah you know? yeah and he was in this hyper masculinized you know italian family and it was like that was a really big hard deal yeah. and i'm sure that set my grandfather for a loop you know what so, i mean yeah because that because the but, stereotypes and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, and now we have this movement of like the feminine rising. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like with the Me Too movement and everything, women are finally like, uh, "Hello, I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be seen. You're not yeah. gonna stop me," mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I just wonder if that is gonna create an imbalance the other way. You know, is there at what point yeah. do we have to find this harmony mm-hmm. between the both, masculine and feminine? And not feel so like we have to revolt like the other way, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's it's interesting because that's that's something um, my husband has said too. He's like, man, what? Like, 
how, he's like, how, how do men date now? Yeah. You know, like he's, do you have to have like a form and yeah. say, are you willing to do this? Are you willing to do that? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you your social security like, number and yeah. Yeah. Do you have to walk through these like certain steps, you know, just right. to have like, you know, I was like, I know. And, and he goes, I wonder if this is going to make men afraid of women and to ask a woman out. He goes, women are going to have to do everything now. Yeah. You know? Like we've done everything always. Exactly. You know? exactly. And, I mean, it's a good thing to think about. Yeah. You know? So, you know, how do we find, for me, um, I realized too, my masculine side of me was also a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also because I had a, I have a history of sexual dysfunction in my family and abuse. Most so families do. <laughs> yeah. So in dealing with that, it's like, okay, you know, if, if I have more of a masculine side, that's going to protect me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to stand up for myself. I'm never going to let a man, you know, take care of me. I'm never going to let it. But then yeah. that creates that wall yeah. that doesn't let the right men in. And mm-hmm. then see so you, you struggle with finding the balance there as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and sure. like we had talked about my, you know, my mom never taught me about makeup or hair or anything like that. And I was just a tragic mess until I figured out what a cheese straightening iron was. <laughs> and then I felt like I had my shit together, you right, know, it's right. like, okay. I got well, you know what is, is the worst is that I, you know, like I said, came out the wild woman with this head of hair that nobody knew what to do with. Cause my yeah. mom has like normal straight hair. And she was like, I don't know. And I remember like one of the best stories, one of my mom's oldest friends would tell is that she would come over at my mom's house and I was little and I'd be sitting on the floor playing and she would turn to my mom and go, um, it's like noon. Why don't you brush her hair already? <laughs> and my mom would go, I just brushed it. You brush it. That's what it does. You know, and they're both like dumbfounded. The wild yeah. man. Yeah. Come to find out you don't brush my hair. Yeah. <laughs> don't, now don't, I know better. Don't ever brush it. Yeah. Alicia but. has a blog about that. <laughs> I do. I have a whole. If you have wild, untamed hair. <laughs> yes. Uh, read my blog. About, about that. <laughs> How to get that under control. Yeah, but, it, and you have to learn these, I had to learn these things on my own, but um, it, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating because I think that those kinds of things are what I think builds character. Yeah. But also, yeah. I think it's what made me have to be a little bit different. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but like I said, I wasn't always accepted in the normal Mm-hmm. I'm glad I wasn't accepted actually in the normal yeah. you know, cliques and things like that in school because I was a little bit different. Yeah, and know? it's a good thing, you know. It's yeah. like now, like, do you do you feel like you have a healthy uh, relationship with both sides now? I think, um, uh, yeah, I, I struggle still. It, it's so funny because when I first started dating my husband, I remember he told me. You know, after we had dated for a while and I kind of calmed down. But when I'm first in a relationship, I'm still in that protective stage. Or are you going to hurt me? Mm. And so I can be a little bit tomboyish. Yeah. And he even said, he goes, man, I was thinking in my head, man, it's like I'm dating a guy. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I'm like, said that to me what's too, up, yeah. bro? You know, yeah. I just, um, you know, was that girl. And I will say I still am kind of like that. If I go, like last night I went out with a girlfriend and we had sushi. If I'm going to just go out with one of my girlfriends, I wear pants uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I, I wear a certain outfit. Yes. If I feel safe in going out with my husband, I'll wear a short skirt, something yeah. sexy, because I feel safe that I'm going to be protected. protected. Uh, uh, isn't that an interesting thing yes. that we do? I'm sure most women can totally relate, uh, to, relate that. to that because mm-hmm. I, same thing. It's like yeah. I'm not going to go out and wear like a short dress when I'm by myself and I'm walking down a dark right. street at night. Right. It, exactly. And it's it's hard. It, the sad thing is, is that we live in a space that's like that, we that do we that. don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. to wear whatever we want. And we have to feel like we have to cover up or whatever mm-hmm. in order to be safe. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting, too. It is interesting. You know, um, 
growing up where I grew up, let's see, so I grew up outside of um, Detroit in the Ypsilanti Ann Arbor area. Detroit? Detroit? What? <laughs> um, D-Town? Yeah. Um, and I, at one point with my mom, lived in like what you would call a co-op housing. It, it's, it's basically a bunch of families live in a big house together that has different apartments, but you share the, the costs of things. Uh. So like every week, every Friday, one of the families made food for everyone. It was very hippy dippy. Okay. Um, okay. And it was like you just kind of combined everyone's resources to help everyone out. Oh, that's great cool. concept. It's a little bit wild. Yeah. It was kind a of like, shady. Yeah, there were a lot of kids running around with like no supervision kind of thing. Oh cause, yes. Because there was a lot of weed happening. Yeah. It was the eighties. <laughs> and you did say hippies. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's really interesting is we, this was in 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 Ann Arbor right on U of M's campus. Mm. And I'm sure you're aware that rapes on co- college campuses are oh, rampant. rampant. It's, it's, yeah. it's an issue. Yeah. And uh, Ann Arbor was no different. And um, there was this activist group. Um, I think I was just, I was reading some information about them. I can't remember what, what they were called, but it was started in the um, late 70s and went into the 80s, um, uh, working against campus rapes. Mm. And... Um, they would go around and wherever there was a rape that had been um, reported to the police, they would go to that location and put a big stamp on the ground that said, woman was raped here. Whoa, whoa, it's eye-opening. It is eye-opening and they were all over the place. Wow. And And I remember being a little kid playing hopscotch on the sidewalk with a big stamp that said, woman was raped here. Oh my goodness. It's, and isn't that fascinating that what's really weird is I think I knew what that meant. Yeah. You know, even at a young age, I, I think you're just, you just, you, you, you know. Yeah, you know. You know, your you mom, know. like, it's just, you don't even have to talk about it. You just right. know. It's one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things, and it, it, it's it's everywhere. Wow. Yeah. yeah. At such a young age to have to. To just know that that was a part of life. that. Yeah. yeah. There was no protection. That that affects you on a cellular level, obviously. Oh, for sure. You and, know? and there were other things that happened in that house that will, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. Can, we can tell stories later, but. Right. Um. That affects you. I mean, this is what women mm-hmm. have, to have to deal with every day, right? I mm-hmm. mean, no, no wonder they build up protections for themselves yeah. and, and things like that. So for sure, you know. And what that also makes me think of is, um, so on my mom's side, you know, uh, I dealt with her kind of stuff that she kind of put on me with her being a tomboy and being protect protecting yourself that way. But also on my dad's side, I think my dad put a lot of that on me too, because his mother was a victim of rape. Mm. And um, she had been through lots of therapy and had and was very vocal and talked about it, which, which is pretty ahead of her time. A, yeah, a lot, lot of women felt comfortable to do that. Didn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that my dad wanted to protect me from that kind of thing. So he didn't want me to be ultra feminine either, because his mother was. Oh. And I think he... That was seen head, as like a sign of weakness. I think in his head he was like, oh, see, if, if you're really feminine like my mom, oh, that yeah. could happen to you. And so I kind of got it from him too. I, I remember like our biggest arguments growing up was um, school shopping. Mm. The beginning of the year and the mm. things I wanted to wear and the things he would not let me wear. Oh, wow. I couldn't wear short skirts. So it's been ingrained in you since yeah, a young age. Yeah, you need to protect yourself yeah. from your own femininity. Yeah. And it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that, though. Yeah. That's, 
you know, for sure. especially now. Um, so, oh, yeah. so what, what are some things that you, you feel like have helped you to feel more comfortable in embracing femininity? I think for me, it's makeup, beauty, my obsession with those things. Uh-huh. And over the years hearing my friends say, wow, you're really good at that. Yeah. Wow. You should do that. Or yeah. what, what can you do my makeup? You did it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm accepted by girl. You know what yeah, I mean? You yeah. actually think that way because you, when you kind of think you're overly masculine, it's really like, oh, you feel so good if yes. you can, you know, have that feminine Some side. kind of connection to that, yeah, mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I really, um, I, 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 what I like to say is I watered that, that side of me. Mm. Then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to learn all about makeup. I'm going to learn all about skincare, beauty. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that people come to. She's amazing, by the way. (laughs) Read her blog. (laughs) Um, And I will say it probably has helped me. um, uh, Embrace it more. Yeah, embrace it more, but also um, make connections with women. Yeah, yeah. It's helped me because I think before that it was hard for me because I know about cars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And girls are like, what? Uh, (laughs) Okay, that's cool, but... I'm uh, like, you don't want to listen to me talk about how to take apart a carburetor? Yeah, yeah. No, but... I think that that's kind of what's what's helped. finding what your feminine passions are mm-hmm. and and really yes. cultivating those yeah, yeah, yeah. helps you sure. embrace that for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say like same. I've always been like athletic and in the gym and sporty, and that was kind of my thing. But I realized it was super masculine of me, like to lift weights and want to have like muscles and all of that. So I think it, developing my softer side has really get, gotten me into uh, coaching. And and being able to connect with that women with women on that that level, mm-hmm. um, and to to almost to like it's almost therapy for me when I get to coach other women through stuff that that I've been through. Yeah. To um, understand that we're all we're very similar in that way and life experiences, and so I, I think when I stepped into the coaching platform on a different level, other than just like lifting weights and all of that, mm-hmm. um, and more so the mindset work and the inner work, that really helped me connect with women on a more feminine level mm-hmm. because it, it, it creates that vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I've my story is like yours. I've been through similar traumas. I've right. been through similar experiences. And then you realize that there is a, there is a way to connect that's not just the masculine stuff. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. No, for sure. I agree. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it, bottom line, it's just, it's, it's important to find the balance between the two, yeah. uh, masculine and feminine and, and really finding where, um, you know, I guess your place in between the two. Yeah. I, I think that really, um, being open to either one, I think that there was some shame growing up that I was kind of more masculine. Mm. You kind of feel a little like you're out of place. You don't feel comfortable. Maybe yeah. I am weird. Yeah. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Mm. I mean, those things can happen. You yeah. know? Um, in fact, um, we were talking earlier about like, you know, bad girl, you know, yeah. um, what'd you call it? Yeah, like this, the, you know, the, the bad click girls that yes. were in school. Yes, and the, the, bullies. You know, the bullies. Yeah, the mean girls. Yeah, the mean girls, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I had an experience like that in middle school like I had just I think this was eighth grade so I was I had gotten past the glasses braces and frizzy oh, hair oh that face yeah and yeah, I had I, my mom oh no my dad got me contacts 
at like 12 years old. That was a big deal. Wow, yeah. I still have the braces, but I learned how to make my hair work. Yeah, right? manage it. So, so I was like, starting to like, oh, and I I, talk, I talked my dad into buying some cool clothes for me. Like I was like, okay, I've made it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember going to like my first sleepover with in that age group or, yeah. you know, and I remember all of us sitting around, it was like, like 15 girls at the sleepover and I only, I only knew one other girl yeah. who had introduced me to these girls and we're going around like say something you don't know about someone or that you think about them or whatever and this one girl goes well I think Alicia is gay <gasps> and I, that's a horrible thing when you're 12 years old oh Wow. Oh, it was terrible. Wow. I felt so... That's a sticker. That's... It's a, it's, it was hard. And yeah. then it was like me trying to talk my way out of that. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. You know? Right. And it, But it, I think it's, you know, I walked around like, oh, maybe... People, and it sticks with you. It sticks with your head. Because I remember thinking, well, I know I'm not gay, or at least at that time in my life, that's not what I was, you know, yeah. associating myself with. And... I was like, well, then there's something about me then that's different. Something's, yeah. They something's... picked up on something. And then you beat up yourself and uh-huh. you feel bad uh-huh. and you don't. It's yep. a... I don't fit in. I I'm not good in. enough. Yeah. Girls don't like me. Mm-hmm. And then it even more like throws you into your masculine energy because then you feel like you need to protect yourself even more. Mm-hmm. And it's this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being on, a, on the school bus one time and I sat next to one of the cool girls and I thought maybe, you know, she would, I was new to the school, so I thought maybe she would like talk to me or whatever. And the first thing she did was she looked over at me and she goes, you really should have waxed your eyebrows. <laughs> oh, and I was like, advice. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I went home feeling like there was oh. some, Plucked out half my eyebrows. Right? Oh, no. Yeah, I had pencil thin eyebrows from then on out. I was afraid to grow them out for years. Oh, it's taken... See those little things. The little things that just stick in your craw, like so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. But I think the important thing is to realize, like, she was a kid. She was probably just listening to what her parents said or what her what some girl said some to her. Some girls said something horrible to her. That, that's yeah. the things that we're all living yeah. this. We're right. We're all dealing with right. this. Right. And I think if you go. Th- go through that process of going okay why do I have this belief you know why do I think this about myself why do I feel this way about myself and really uncover where those things come from Mm -hmm. you can start to have not even closure but it's almost like a release of that feeling or that thought or belief and to know ask yourself is this even mine yeah you know oh no for sure is this even mine to carry or is this someone this something someone threw at me or like a dart or a dagger a dart a a dagger (laughs) somebody shot at me that I've been carrying around this thought about myself and uh, I think once we kind of become aware of those and conscious of what we're thinking and feeling about ourselves on a regular basis that's really where the liberation comes from and Mm -hmm. accepting who we are and that these stories aren't necessarily really who we are they're just what we've been kind of told yeah so but I think you know in today's day and age this is a a more you know like it's less taboo subject to talk about which is can only be a good thing yeah and you know I think that maybe future generations will won't have to deal with as much of this as we have maybe yeah that's our hope looking on the bright side that's our hope I mean that's the reason why we have these conversations and hopefully it um, gives people the the comfort to know that they're not alone you know, and struggling with this and that it's okay to talk about. It's okay to, you know, do some self-discovery and really think these things through and to talk to our children about and, you know, open up to our girlfriends that are probably struggling with the same shit that we're dealing with. They just don't know how to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important, uh, definitely important now to talk about this stuff. Agreed. So, well, thank you so much. I hope you guys found this helpful, this chat about masculine, feminine, all that jazz. 
Uh, if you want some beauty tips, beauty advice, head over to Alicia's blog. It's waitingtobetamed.com. Woo! Cue the music. <laughs> and uh, if you like this this uh, conversation, definitely leave us a comment below so we can give you more content like this and better. And thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.